Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The son is a Dolphins fan. Cyrus Whittig hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. The Dolphins somehow, someway have coerced the Sun into providing an unfair advantage. Oh, it is glorious. I am. I'm tingly. I'm still flying high from yesterday. Oh, it feels good. It feels so good. The Dolphins are the best team in the AFC. <laughs> I said it. Ken Levick alive on a Monday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. We are today on the road. We are not in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the Intracoastal. Instead, we are right off of Biscayne Bay. It is Miami Ooh. Heat Media Day here uh, at FTX Arena. Myself, Ken Levick, Stone, the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. Uh, he is back from his trip to Southern Illinois where the Salukis picked up a big win over North Dakota on Saturday. He was on ESPN. I'm back from Purdue where FAU almost up set Purdue but then able to get back yesterday and that was absolutely glorious and Pierre Garcon the John I Leonard legend the former Indianapolis Colt the former Washington at that point Redskin the former San Francisco 49er he's with us today from the Anna John Levine accident attorney studios uh Pierre real quick uh, I just want to ask you I want to get your your God's honest opinion here <laughs> when it comes to playing in the heat yes. was there ever a time that you blamed the loss on how hot it was outside I, me being a Florida kid no I have never but I definitely understand that heat that they were playing in yesterday don't make excuses for the Bills, Pierre. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't make excuses for the Bills. I tell you what, Bills fans are embarrassing themselves today. <laughs> just em- It's just humiliating. Listen, it's not the Dolphins' fault that that side of the stadium gets all the sun for a 1 p.m. game. It's also not the Dolphins' fault that the Bills didn't properly prepare and hydrate correctly to take on that heat yesterday at Hard Rock Stadium. All I'm hearing, Stone, Pierre, all offseason is Bills, Super Bowl favorite. Yep. Bills, Super Bowl favorite. And as soon as it gets a little hot, gets a little sweaty, it's, oh, that was too hot for the teeny-weeny Bills. Yeah, and they acted as if we did it on purpose, right, put them in the sun, or that we're using it to an advantage, or let alone anybody in the Dolphins organization right. even right. thinks about it heading yeah. into a game like that. I, I mean, I mean, Pierre, it's the sun. It's been around for billions <laughs> of sun. years. It is the reason that there is life on this planet. We orbit it. And it's not as if the Dolphins were like, ah, oh, you know what, what what's gonna, what we're gonna do? Uh, it, like, they're, they're acting like, Bills fans are acting like, it's, it, you know, on the Yucatan Peninsula with the, <laughs> with the Mayans, uh, where they set up these temples 
temples that at a certain time of the year, the solstices, the sun would come straight through, and that's how they knew where they were in the annual Mayan calendar. They're acting as if the Dolphins constructed that at Hard Rock Stadium and then projected the sun solely onto the Bills' sideline, and uh, they were only going to do that, though, for week number three of the 2022 NFL season. Well, well, the Bills fans have to have something to blame it on. They didn't expect the Dolphins to do well. No. The Bills are the number one team that has home field advantage when it becomes December in Rochester, New York. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a give-take, and they understand that. But, you know, they were just surprised that the Dolphins actually, defense actually showed up. That's a really good call. Right. Because in a few months, we'll be playing in snow. And then we're going to be saying, oh, it's too cold for Tua. (laughs) Tua's hands are too small. Oh, somebody get some hand warmers for little Tua. (laughs) But but we're not going to do that because we're men. And that's a football (laughs) team full of men. Yes, the the excuse that it was too hot. There there are Bills fans on Twitter that were demanding OSHA be called uh, because of unsafe working conditions. The, the, the The Dolphins don't employ the bills it's not as if you're using osha your employer is putting you in a dangerous situation no 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 the bills just didn't properly prepare and so the dolphins they had 19 minutes of possession mm-hmm. yesterday i that's the least possession of any team in the nfl yesterday but they scored more than 15 teams in the NFL. They maximized their opportunities. Yes, we know there's injuries on defense for the Bills. They were missing their entire starting secondary, but I don't want to hear about injuries when the Dolphins are on their third string right tackle, when the Dolphins are still (laughs) without Byron Jones. The Dolphins are banged up as well. Tua goes down and then comes back. We'll discuss that later. Um, But but the, the Dolphins maximized their opportunities yesterday. The Bills, it was so hot. And they were cramping up so badly, but they were so affected by the heat and the sun that they still managed to control the time of possession, control the game, and they couldn't execute when the biggest moments came. I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't want to hear any of the nonsense. The Bills absolutely, absolutely followed a game plan, and the Dolphins were the better team yesterday. Yeah, and, and Buffalo outgained them by 275 yards, And they right? still lost. You look at Josh Allen, he threw for 400 yards, and Tua playing, what, half a game through mm-hmm. for 186 yards. So in the last 16 years, NFL teams are 2 and 106 when being outgained by at least 275 yards. Yep. So as far as the excuse list, I mean, it's down to about half a thing, and, and, and we're talking about the sun when it comes to that. So right. basically nothing. Oh, uh, Stephon Diggs was, was cramping, and it was too hot for the Bills. That is not the Dolphins' problem. And when the Bills came in last year and in the month of September beat the Dolphins 35 yep. to nothing, I don't I don't remember hearing. It's not like uh, we just became a tropical climate. Yeah, I mean, it was, last it was sweater season in yeah, December. Yeah, though. last time, last time I, I the last time uh, I remember going through a September here in South Florida, Pierre, it was hot. It's, it's always pretty hot. hot. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's not like this is hot. a new occurrence or anything. Okay, so last year it was just as hot, and the Bills won thirty-five to nothing. And I didn't hear any anything from Bills fans. This is the same fan base, by the way, that takes pride in getting drunk and throwing themselves through flaming tables. Okay, and so then your football team, after you've thrown yourself through a folding table in the parking lot after taking fourteen shots of Rumple Mints, you're going to sit there and say that it was too hot for your football team. Get the hell. Ken, Pierre, did you guys see the video of the guy trying to make the leap and he he falls face first, knocks knocks himself out? 
trying to jump onto the table. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. That's paralysis. It was paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> killed himself. But I will say, the video of Bill's Mafia taking over Los Solas, that one hurt my soul a little bit. Who cares? They filled the streets. I hope all their flights are delayed. I hope you enjoyed your vacation. Thanks for the <laughs> thanks for for uh, for jump-starting the economy down here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that the hurricane keeps you stuck in the airport for four days. Enjoy your vacation. Oh. How stinky must Fort Wat Lauderdale have been? Nasty. I mean, all of those pasty white... Uh, smelly buffalo natives. Good, good. I hope they enjoyed their time at Elbow Room in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and by the way, on Red Zone yesterday, I don't know how much you, you watch Red Zone, uh, Pierre, but Scott Hansen, the host uh, yeah. on NFL Network, kept saying, oh, here's video from earlier this week of Bills fans on South Beach. No, 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 no. Fort Lauderdale Beach and South Beach are very, very different. An hour away. Yeah, not even close to one another. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, certainly different price points. Yes. Uh, and certainly different level of club slash bar there. So, again, Bills fans, I appreciate you traveling here. You support your team. You had almost half the stadium filled with Bills fans yesterday. And then you, you, it was good enough to vacation in. But it was too hot for your football team, your elite pro athletes to play in. Get the hell out of here. It's embarrassing. Bills fans embarrassed themselves yesterday. They lost a game where the Dolphins punted the ball into their <laughs> own butt. And they lost and that they game. Still lost. And they still lost that <laughs> and they game. Still lost. And they literally punted a ball into their own butt. Okay, so Bills fans, you're embarrassing yourself. For me, Bills fans' reaction to it was too hot for our precious football team. The FA, uh, the the NFL must do something. This is unjust. This is unfair. That's the most embarrassing moment of the NFL Sunday. Pierre, what would you say as a player is yes. the difference nowadays to handling the heat? Right, because nowadays there's drinks that have as much as like a whole IV pack and stuff. Like there's no excuse really because tech technology, right, and just the resources. Like, what would be the difference if you guys were traveling and playing that heat as in 2022 these guys come down? Honestly, man, it's a game-by-game -game situation, a day-by-day -day situation because anybody can catch a cramp. You can right. honestly lift too much weight during the week, and that can affect you on Sunday. You know, I was a big leg guy, so I would do yeah. legs on Thursdays and Wednesdays, but if I overdid it, it would carry over to practice, and on Sunday, you're like, hey, why is this shaking those because I did squats on Thursday. Uh -huh. <laughs> right, but bottom line, like these guys have the resources to not be affected by, what, 95-degree weather in Miami, right? Ah, you know, <laughs> I, I would love to say yes, but, you know, every day it's your body. Your body, if you don't take enough water, mm -hmm. that causes dehydration. If you're traveling on a long trip, that, that causes dehydration. Your, your schedule, your body schedule is taken off. But we saw the Patriots come down early to try to get acclimated to the weather and that didn't help them. They took that L. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's honestly an individual thing, but you try to hydrate throughout the week at your own facility, and when you get down to the heat, you try to stay out of the sun on the sideline and have the, span, the fans that spray water on you. You try, to, right. you try to, but some guys sweat so much that they lose five pounds just walking outside. Uh, this is a billion-dollar industry mm -hmm. with organizations that are worth hundreds <laughs> of millions of dollars. I don't want to hear the excuses. <laughs> you tried, no, Pierre. Though. Nobody you cares tried. about the excuses. No. <laughs> like, Regardless, it's, the it's about the points. It's the. I mean, Pierre, if you, in any of your stops, yes. you went to the head coach mm -hmm. uh, and, and said, oh, man, 
it's really, really hot out, and Pierre's thirsty. What do you think that coach would say? Go get some water and get your ass into the game, right? <laughs> He'd say figure it out. Yeah. Honestly, the players don't want to cramp up. That's that's the worst thing. Like, hey, we're in the important game, and my body is not ready for it. That's one of the worst things you can you know, tell your teammates and your coach and yourself because you've been waiting all week for this, and you know it's going to be hot, and for your body to still cramp up. You feel like you let yourself down. So, from the players' defense, they don't want to—they don't want to cramp on Sundays. Yeah, but it's yeah. just the exertive energy that they're putting out. That you know, the conditions are not—they haven't met those conditions yet. Right, and at the end of the day, like you're a grown ass man, like you're playing in the National <laughs> Football League, like you don't need to be told by your coach to hydrate or get your body. You're a pro. Play. Like you take some pride in your job. You guys would be surprised. <laughs> well, I, I, but, that's, but you're, and, and no, Pierre, you're right. Like you I'm guys not would be surprised. I, I'm not surprised by that. You're right because I could certainly see some of these guys Wednesday night. They're down in. 40 cocktails, and then they're in <laughs> practice Thursday morning. And don't tell me you haven't done that before, Pierre. I, I have not, That's but I've seen some guys. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming, not looking or smelling so great from their, uh, their mm -hmm. club experience. But uh, early in the broadcast, and Stone, I don't know if you caught this, Trent Green – uh, he explicitly said in the first quarter uh, earlier, you know, earlier this week, we talked with Sean McDermott, and they were discussing the Heat. And he said, uh, "Yeah, it's a concern for us, but uh, also he said that these guys are professionals and they got to take it upon themselves." He mm -hmm. legit said that on the broadcast, and boy, was that a precursor of things to come because it was clear <laughs> that the Bills were not prepared. And here's the thing, too. It was the largely the offensive players that were cramping up for the Bills and having problems, and primarily Stephon Diggs. Want to know why? Because they were on the field for 40 minutes. Yep. And what did they what did they get from it? They did not take advantage of their opportunities. They butchered a chance to spike the ball at the end of the first half. Almost threw a pick six. Josh Allen almost threw a pick six Saving on Howard. that play. There's three points off the board right there. It almost turned into a ten-point swing of Xavier Howard times uh, his jump on that ball. Uh, and then the Dolphins get a goal line stop late. Uh, then they butt punt it and gave the Bills another opportunity to get stopped again because of poor clock management. Listen, the heat, was it bad? Yes. Were both teams playing in the heat? Absolutely. Does the Dolphins' sideline have shade? For sure. Does that still make it uh, Does that make it 50 degrees and perfect to run in? No, absolutely not. So the, the, the Bills and their excuses about, and I want to be clear, I haven't heard players or coaches complain about it, but the Bills fan base, the same That's people, fair. again, who are throwing themselves through flaming tables <laughs> are going to sit here and say it was too hot for their favorite football team. It is so embarrassing. Before I give out the number, Pierre, I do want to ask you, you said that you like to get legs in during the week. Did you do that thing where, because I would have if I were you because you're an elite athlete, did you tell everybody, hey, leg day? <laughs> Did you make sure that everybody knew that it was Pierre Garcon leg day? <laughs> I was a big leg day fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, guys, guess he was going to do some squats, this guy. Yes, I was leg squatting day. with the D lineman and, yeah. <laughs> and those guys because I, I took yeah, it serious. Pierre. Nice. Uh, what, wait, what, in, in your NFL career, what was, what was like, were you maxing out squat-wise? Uh, uh, in the NFL, you don't max out at squat okay. you do a lot of lifting but the off season you can get aggressive and max out when we're doing ota so i i i, I would 325 I, I didn't want to push it too much no, because i didn't man. have much else to prove because I, <laughs> I was the one of the bigger receivers that, that was on so it wasn't against the receivers it's was like all right now i'm going against 
DBs and, yeah. and linebackers and safeties that that's all they do is lift. That's good stuff, man. Were you putting up 325 squat stone? I was not. Okay. So why not? Because I had spinal surgery, okay? Oh, so I was uh, with a baby bar or over there in the corner doing bands. <laughs> there you go. And stuff. Or and I would usually leave the lift about an hour early. So, so the squats I ran from. Okay. Use a thing called a pit shark. So you put a weight mm-hmm. belt around mm-hmm. your, you know, your waist and yep. you squat from bottom up. Right, so I'm just standing up, yanking it from the floor up. Yeah. A little easier on the back. 325, no, never seen it. Oh, um, okay. All right, never seen it at all. We, we don't need to quarterback yeah. lifting no, too much. No, we don't. For Stone, it's like a Yeti not, or not Jalen Hurts. Loch Ness Monster. Not, I haven't seen it. Some of these guys are built differently. Now you see Jalen Hurts throwing around five bills and yeah. stuff. And it's, just a new, yeah. it's just a new world. Yeah. Uh, by the way, to our left, uh, Max Struess is meeting with the media right now here at Heat Media Day. Max, your foot wasn't on the sideline. We hear you, brother. We hear you. Uh, so the most embarrassing thing from the NFL Sunday was Bills fans' reaction to how hot it was yesterday. That's the reason their team lost. You fools. What was the most embarrassing moment from the NFL Sunday? There were a number of them yesterday. The most embarrassing moment from an NFL Sunday. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Uh, and so, Stone, I think the Bills fan reaction was insane. I mean, absolutely <laughs> insane, humiliating, embarrassing yeah. for you in a day full of, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. What was the most embarrassing moment for you yesterday? So I think Buffalo definitely is 1A. So I have to give you a 1B or, or then on. And for me, it was Russell Wilson in these Denver Broncos. Yeah, they're 2-1. Yeah, they came out with a win, but this is not this at is all. This is not sustainable. This is, first of all, it's not sustainable. This is the second week in a row you're getting booed. And just what you're putting on display out there on the field is unacceptable. This isn't run t- vintage Russ anymore. And I think like watching it was cringeworthy to me. I put out a tweet. It was eight minutes left in the game. These guys are down five points. You got Russell Wilson under center, taking a three-step drop in rhythm, throwing an a eight- to ten-yard curl route. And I was just confused as like a casual, as a fan now, as a viewer. I'm like, these guys can't win games like this, especially in their division. And again, if you're getting booed, you're a Super Bowl quarterback, and they paid you all that money to get here, it's unacceptable. So, I mean, therefore, it's embarrassing to me. But I can't watch these Broncos anymore. I can't even put them on the telly. It's primetime Russ. <laughs> it is no longer a thing. So, for me, it's the Denver Broncos. Pierre, I don't know if mm-hmm. I've ever seen, to Stone's point, a, a less inspiring 2 and one team through three weeks of the season, especially with... A, a, a guy in Russell Wilson, a Super Bowl champion, a former MVP, a guy who just got paid the third highest guaranteed money contract in the history of the NFL. And I, I don't know what the Broncos are. I don't know what they're doing. There's nothing where you say, ah, man, they're doing that extremely well, except maybe spells of defense. Like, what, what what are the Broncos doing with Russell Wilson? Because that feels really bad. That, there, there's an adjustment period, and I can I, I know that this is what they're going through right now. They're just getting to know each other. As we saw, I think it was on, on social media where us, Russell Wilson was getting the sideline to get into the game of calling pass, run, just to get a set of energy going on. So I think that's what it is. It's a transformation period. It's a growth phase. And, and I think Russell Wilson has the weapons around him, but he def- definitely needs more help. But that whole game last night was uninspiring. San Francisco didn't play well. Denver didn't play well. It just felt like a whole black cloud in that that whole both teams, honestly. San Francisco dealing with their injury, Russ switching over to Denver. It was just just not inspiring. I think that was the most embarrassing moment for the whole NFL. (laughs) 11 to 10 game on Sunday night. Uh, Embarrassing for the entire NFL is the best way. If if NyQuil chicken was a football game, 
<laughs> it was Sunday night football yes. last night. It was horrendous. Pierre, it's interesting you brought up the run and pass thing. Was that surprising for you to see? Like, did that? Because you're right. It kind of caught me off guard, and I said, "Oh." This is where these guys are, right? Like, they're not far along. Like, Russell Wilson is still on the sideline trying to build relationships. Was it surprising for you to see that as it was for me? Honestly, it's not surprising because guys on the sideline are focused on what they have to do. Sometimes they're not focused on the game because when you go on the sideline, there are meetings where you have with your amongst your position coach. So you're not necessarily watching the defense. And then there's, you know, a moment where everybody's watching the game because it's a crucial moment. We have to help the defense out where we're calling out run, pass, just to be involved. But it's it's in the middle of the game, you don't notice it because you're focused on yourself. But as the game gets more important, you're all in because, you know, the time is running down and you need all the help you can get. Uh, Bills fans, and there it was too hot for our favorite <laughs> football team. Uh, Russell Wilson just being outright bad. Yeah. Uh, that whole game last night being an embarrassment to the entire NFL, according to Pierre Garcon. No <laughs> argument here. What was the most embarrassing moment from the NFL Sunday yesterday? What was the most embarrassing moment from the NFL Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at klv one. That's 888-760-3776. And we're going we're gonna to praise Tua, as we usually do, throughout the course of the show. Real quick, in fact, why don't we get ourselves in the mood? Uh, Cyrus, if you could, let's hear, and I mean, there are, uh, this moment yesterday where Tua comes back and he generates a touchdown drive, but on a third and 22, Tua, mm-hmm. with, as Tyreek Hill puts it, he, has, he, has, he needs a wheelbarrow. To, to wheel those cojones, cojones around. That's right. He was able to tuck in the cojones quickly enough to have a five-step drop and, and pick out Jalen Waddle. Let's listen to this just for posterity purposes, courtesy of CBS. Two, they need the 30. Time. Deep. Oh, he's got Waddle! Uh, my God. I mean, just electric and in stride. And it wasn't Pierre. You always hear, oh, he underthrew him. He underthrew him. He underthrew him. Noodle arm underthrew him. No, 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 no. This was in stride. This was on the money. This was in the numbers. I mean, Pierre, how easy a ball would that be to catch for you? Oh, that was the perfect play, man. That was the pivotal play for, for the game. I think that's what gave the Dolphins the momentum to know that they are in this game and they will win this game because it's 30 and 22. You don't complete, convert, convert a third and 22. It's hard to do. And. Mike McDaniel called a great play. Tua, he knew what he was going to do. He looked off the safety. Yeah, he, he looked Ty- Tyreek looked at Tyreek and threw it down to Jalen Waddle, and they completed it. That was one of the pivotal plays of the game. The defense had the other pivotal play where they created the turnover. But that third, third and twenty second, man, that's those are the plays that we need right now. And Tua, Tua's completing them, and Jalen Waddle's on the uh, on the receiving end is excited about it. And, and you know those 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 turning touchdowns. Pierre, you just said it right. Those are the kind of plays that we need. I think. Ken, Pierre, that was the first sign of Tua's it factor, right? Mm -hmm. Because we heard Ryan Fitzpatrick try to break him down. Like, he's not great at all these things, or he's not good at all these things, but he's great at a few of them. I think he needed to develop that it factor. I think stuff like that third and two and getting that done in crunch time does a lot for him. But like I said, I think that was my first sign at him having an it factor, throwing the ball down the field, taking a shot on third and 22 when you're down in the fourth quarter. We typically haven't seen that stuff from Tua, so... Yeah, and he was very comfortable. He was, he he knew that play. He knew totally. where he was going the whole way. Totally. And honestly, as Dolphins fans, we need to lift him up because we saw what happened when Tua went out. 
and, <laughs> and we don't want to experience that. So let's no. all just keep praising him. Let's uh, take care of him when we see him out to eat. Take care of his dinner. Uh-huh. Buy him a drink. Because uh-huh. he he's the guy that we have. We- Man, I'm, Pierre, I'm glad you said it and not me. But I'll go ahead and expand on the point. Because we love Teddy Bridgewater. We do. South Florida guy. But those two passes. <laughs> he wasn't ready. Oh, boy. He was not ready to go. Absolutely not. I would much. I, I like Pierre's. I like Pierre's thinking here. If you see Tua out at dinner, yes. make sure pay for a drink or pay half the tab. Do Maybe, something. Yeah, give him a, a massage gift card, like something. Just make sure that our baby boy is taken yes, care of. Yes, we okay? need. He gives us the best chance yeah. right now this year. Yeah, our, our our young football son needs our help. Mm, so yes. so make sure you're taking care of Tua, not just the Dolphins. We're going to take it on as a community, mm-hmm. keeping Tua safe and keeping Tua comfortable. Yes. So. Uh, the most embarrassing moment from the NFL Sunday. Is it Bills fans? Do you agree with me? <laughs> Bills fans. And it was too hot and sweaty. Stone, uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos yesterday. Pierre says, hey, let's extrapolate that. Let's say that whole game was an embarrassment to the NFL. Uh, honestly, I have I have one more, too. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Man, go ahead. You know, I feel bad for my guy, Jimmy G. They, got, they throw him back <laughs> in there. And when I saw that long play action on the goal line, I was like, because when you have a, a, a fake 18 or it was like a fake 19 where it's mm-hmm. a, a long uh, stretch and you, you have to get away from the line of scrimmage. You and they're a little, yeah, you got to get there. They're on, the, they're on the one yard line. And I'm like, I've seen this play many times and I was just hoping he got rid of it sooner because somebody was somebody was running at him quick uh-huh. and he just kept backing up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> And it happened. <laughs> it happened. And what's great, too, is that it, it, it was the better option from what then happened because exactly. it would have been a pick six. Exactly. I mean, that is awful. So, that could have been an eight-point play. Man, so embarrassing. That that's, was that that's, was. That's funny that I, that's Pierre's um, perspective. I love because that. Because he's going for the stretch, and Pierre and somebody like me who played quarterback realized, well, you got to get to the nine, ten yards of depth, but hey, there's but not you enough don't have room to do this. Ten yards to get back, so Pierre's kind of bracing himself, like, don't do it, no. don't do it, don't do it, and he steps out and well, just gave Dan Orlovsky all the freedom that I, he Yeah, Dan Orlovsky, he he now has has the pressure of <laughs> the being memed and lifted off of his shoulders. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Pierre. Yes. What is since we're talking about terrible end zone play? What was the worst? End zone play from yesterday was it Jimmy G the safety walking out of the back of the end zone into a pick six or was it the butt punt? It was the butt punt, the <laughs> butt punt because of the the level the the level the way the game was going. We're like, all right, if you just get this out of here, you know, you can play defense and they have to score a touchdown. Now it's like, oh my gosh, they just need a field goal. They're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like this is how it's gonna end. The 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 49ers, whatever Jimmy G did, we we we. Didn't expect him to do much because he would then come in the season as a starter. So, right. you know, that happening for him to get a safety, it's like. Uh, we were know. very close for the 2022 Miami Dolphins season being defined as the butt punt. Yeah. Oh, my God. Early months. Think yeah. about it. The Jets have never been the same since the butt fumble. <laughs> Think about it. Like, the Jets have been <laughs> nothing but terrible since the if, butt if fumble. If Buffalo would have kicked that field goal, we probably would have lost six or seven straight. And yes. Like, yes. And did a whole different conversation. Yeah. Like, and, and nobody was pressuring number 14 back into the punter. It was just literally... <laughs> yeah, he just punted into his butt. <laughs> <laughs> literally, they're not getting used to the position where they're at on the field. Like, it's yeah. the goal line punt, and he has to step up instead of do his normal backpedaling, backpedaling into the punter. Yeah. Special teams coordinator is not like, hey, make sure you you don't kick it into the player. Like, that's not advice you have to give well, to your NFL yeah, punter. That, that's, right. that's the thing. They practice these things before the game. They practice it during the week. It's just when it happens in the game, you're so caught up doing other things. Number 14, um, I forgot his name, but he's been he was playing offense, too. He was a big part of the offense. 
But when you come out on the special team in a crucial moment, you have to remember those little keys, and he forgot. But that will never happen again. I know Mike McDaniel will not let that happen again. Oh, my God. I mean, it is in stone. You're 1,000% right. The Dolphins franchise would have completely <laughs> fallen off of a cliff. That is mm-hmm. a potentially franchise-destroying moment, and the Finns overcame it. The Jets have not gotten away with their butt situation. The Dolphins, yeah, Mark the Dolphins almost had another had a, a, a butt catastrophe. Mark Sanchez tweeted last night. I think it was one of the best tweets I've seen in a long time. Was hey, get out of my lane, bro. Or, you know, stay in your own, stay in your own lane. Uh, like awesome. think, think about how charmed a year this is, where the Dolphins have their own butt crisis and they somehow still win the game. Mm. Like, like it, it's a blessing. It's it, a blessing. it is an Let's absolute right blessing. <laughs> it's an absolute blessing. Speaking of bite crises over the weekend, burrito Friday, butt crisis. Oh, my God. It was not good. <laughs> um, so the most embarrassing moment from yesterday in the NFL, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Right now, Kyle Lowry is hanging out with Assembled Media, again, just to the left of us. So if it sounds like <laughs> we're talking a little hushed, it's because we're trying not to ruin dozens of media outlets, discussions with uh, first Max Strews and now Kyle Lowry. Speaking of heat point guards, we... Uh, uh, will either today or tomorrow have Gabe Vincent, uh, heat point guard, uh, here on Ken Levick Alive. And I need to pull back the, the fourth wall for a moment here because Max Struess just finished with, with the media and he's walking by. And Stone, I'm telling you, Pierre, this was such a baller move. Stone <laughs> reached out his hand and dapped him up like he knew Max Struess. <laughs> like just awesome. dapped him up like Max Struess sort of double-taked, and the first time he was like, who the bleep are you, but then like went with it. So like good on Max Struess to make Stone feel good about himself, but Stone went for the dap and got the dap from Max Struess. They don't know one another. <laughs> Awesome, Stone. I appreciate you. <laughs> it's just Max Strews just slowly walking by, like, what up, brother? And then all of a sudden, Dwayne Dedman, who's uh, apparently the biggest human being that I think I've ever yeah, seen he's with a gigantic, my own eyes before. Gigantic human, yes. But that's Max. What are we going to do? Cheer him on each and every week of our show come season? That's like, can't, true. Can't give him a little love, Dad? That's true. So Stone Stone just dapped up Max Strews, who he's never met before, and they have no idea. <laughs> uh, Max Strews has no idea Stone Lebanowitz exists, but that was a dap from Stone to Max Strews. BFF. I love that. Your most embarrassing moment from the NFL so Sunday, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. We'll get to your calls, get to your social media. On the other side, let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field, and that's where Baptist Health Orthopedic Care ha- comes in. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, combining its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Here is your Monday trio. It is me, Ken Levick. It is Tone Levano. It's Friday Night Lights. And it is the all-time NFL receiving great, the John I. Leonard legend Pierre Garçon talking and embarrassing <laughs> moments in the NFL from yesterday. We're going to celebrate Tua. We're going to talk about Tua's head. We're going to, unfortunately, Canes fans have to discuss the state of your program as well. We have a whole lot to do until 2 o'clock. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the team that came one inch away from winning the Eastern Conference last year, we're at Heat Media Day. We're scheduled to have Bam out of bio. We'll do all of that in the next two hours. We'll return after this. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, man. 3-0 Miami Dolphins. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, and the last two weeks have been a ride. I mean, a ride ride. The oh, Dolphins, ride. I mean, they handled Mac Jones, uh, took that backside. Uh, that was really not much drama. But no. the last two weeks, what the Dolphins have had to do to get to this point, and now they have a turnaround Thursday night game. You seem surprised that they were an underdog going into Thursday night. This team has to be exhausted. For sure. Right, you talked about, you know, taking down Mac Jones, Lamar Jackson, and now Josh Allen. Let's think about it from Mike McDaniel's perspective, right? It's Bill Belichick, it's Harbaugh, and it's Kyle Shanahan. And yeah, I was initially surprised that they're one-and-a-half-point underdogs, too cincy, but, you know, you put into perspective the effort and just totality what they've had to go through this, this first month of the season. And you come up against the Joe Burrow team who finally looks like they knocked all the cobwebs off, got all the kinks out. So, I, you know, you're right. I, I guess it does make sense. And honestly, I will say this, as, as somebody who does know, you know how Vegas works, like enough money will come in on the Dolphins before kickoff that the Dolphins will end up before the game starts, as favorites. Okay. Yeah, uh, you think so? I know so. Interesting. I know so. They're no. just su- it's a hype train going right now. Like, as far as the, the 18-year-old kid who's betting dad's money, like, all of that is going on the Dolphins, and that'll end up switching the line to being the Dolphins as a favorite. Stone, the master of the spread. Uh, Stone, the Banowitz, <laughs> Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. We're at Miami Heat Media Day at FTX Arena. Pierre Garcon back in the end of John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. The former Colt, the former Redskins, the former 49er and, of course, the John I. Leonard legend, the pride of Mount Union. Uh, he's hanging out with us until 2 o'clock today. Uh, so I, I drove by Hard Rock Stadium on my way down here to Heat Media Day. And I tell you what, Bills fans, it looked evil. It looked evil. I, I think we should call it the Finns Furnace. Does Ooh. that work, Finn's eh, Furnace? You could do better than that. Um, but it certainly looked like the, the doors of Hades. It was <laughs> an imposing figure. You could still see the heat that was radiating off of it. Smell the sunscreen yeah, from it, all the New Yorkers. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> telling you, I have never seen a fan base so cocky. So cocky. Bills Mafia. We love our Josh Allen. We're so tough. And we're so weathered. And this is our year. And then the sun comes out and it's Ooh, this is too hot for football, (laughs) you wusses. I mean, it's so embarrassing. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. And I'm a guy who is is constantly checking in on how embarrassing Jets fans are. Yes. Jets fans, Zach Wilson ain't that guy. It's not going to get any better once he comes back, okay? I just want to make that abundantly clear. Um, but, but Bills fans, I thought these were hardy people. I thought this was a tough bunch. They go through the rigors of winter every single year in feet of snow in the elements exposed to it, throwing themselves through tables, and as soon as it gets over 86 degrees in South Florida, (laughs) oh, Stephon Diggs is passing out. Oh, there's cramps. Oh, there's heat exhaustion. No, your boys just didn't take care of themselves. You know, if you would have told me before the season started that the Super Bowl title favorites, odds-on favorites, were to be complaining about the sun when they came down to Miami Gardens and lost. I would have yeah. told you you were crazy, but yeah. in the day, 2022, this day and age, right, where everyone gets a participation trophy, I guess oh, it's easy. Pierre, did, it's you easy hear what did, hear, did you hear where the Division One quarterback went to? Was, ah, uh, this younger generation is soft. Listen to this guy. This dude's 24 years old, Pierre, and he's talking like he's a crusty old 55-year-old man. Do you believe what you just heard? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But I they I, I are making part, excuses. I wasn't a part of the – 
participation trophy, though. I think I made the cut there. I never got a free trophy. No, I will say this about participation trophies, okay? It's nice when you're an eight-year-old and you're not particularly <laughs> good at anything. And I'm talking about myself here, just for context. <laughs> it's cool to be able to have a trophy on your dresser so you can say, I did that. I participated, and then I go back to my lonely, big-eared, reading the Hardy Boys existence, okay? Mm-hmm. So until so if you're, you can sit here and, and crush participation trophies. You were blessed by a higher power with a strong right arm. Sure. Pierre Garçon was blessed with athleticism and soft pillow hands and an inherent <laughs> toughness. Me, I was just a nerd with huge ears, uh, an annoying voice at that time, and no particular athletic ability at all. So you guys can sit here and, and rip on participation trophies, but that's what kept this boy going. All right? How about that perspective? That's not bad. That's yeah. not bad. I don't think me and Pierre would be able to pull off playing the clarinet. Like, I, I think that uh, is... That's a good call. Could, Pierre, did you ever, I, have you ever played a woodwind? I, I could not play an instrument, and I couldn't do a marathon if my life depended facts. on it. There you go. All right. Facts, facts, right. facts. Wow. Now, now, Pierre just boosted my ego. He just yes. gave you a, a ribbon, a participation <laughs> that was good. trophy. I there. just got a, partici- a verbal <laughs> participation trophy from Pierre Garçon. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Let's go to social media, at KLV 106.3. Twitter is is always open whether I like it or not. Uh, and uh, we asked, what were some of the most embarrassing moments from the NFL Sunday? So far we have Bills fans. It was too hot for the team. Uh, it's endangering the health of the players. Oh, stop it. Stop it. You know, like hypothermia is a thing too. Okay, and uh, I don't hear anybody complaining when they have to go into the sub-zero temperatures of Buffalo with the lake effect snow in that godforsaken town where Lowe's is a tourist attraction. And you're, you're <laughs> going to tell me that that is, is comfortable football weather. Shut up about that. Um, Stone is not impressed with Russell Wilson. I think he's less impressed with Nathaniel Hackett than he is Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's a combination of both, but the let Russ cook... You know, that mantra is gone and let's ride. That's going to continue as the season goes on. Yeah, but it was not impressed last uh, night. Frank tweets in, the butt punt was the most embarrassing from yesterday. Trent Sherfield taking it right in the glutes uh, about eight <laughs> yards deep in the end zone. What if what if Trent Sherfield wasn't a super fit um, skill position player and had a flabby butt, was a lineman instead. That ball's going straight down. The Bills recover, touchdown, Dolphins lose. But the fact wow. that he has steely glutes and it just launched off of his backside out of the back of the end zone for his safety, I feel like it, it, the more I think about it, I think it was an act of God. It was for our enjoyment, but also someone was looking out. Maybe it was the sun god looking <laughs> out for uh, the Dolphins. That's big brain stuff there. I think yeah. that, so you're saying the strength and conditioning coach can take a little bit of credit for this win Absolutely. Here. He got Trent Sherfield's glutes steely, mm. and that's why the ball launched out of the back of the end zone instead of going straight down. Because, again, if that's a lineman or if that's someone who doesn't have rock-hard glutes. It's absorbing the blow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's like the way that NASCARs are design now the stock cars where they hit the wall and they're supposed to like disintegrate <laughs> right. it lessens the impact if that was a big old flabby butt it would absorb the impact and the ball would have just dropped in the end zone and it would have been a bill's touchdown instead though i rock hard like skipping rocks on the top of the water yes. and it just blasted out of the back of the end zone and that's trent Sherfield's ass saved the dolphins yesterday love it like save the dolphins i i can't i 
I don't know how they overcame that. Because the more I think about that, too, that could have been franchise-altering. Franchise-destroying yesterday, and it, it, it wasn't. Pierre, what was your experience on special teams? Did you Were you a returner on special teams I, when I you played? I did everything on special teams. That's how I made the team and played for 11 years. I had to do everything. I had to be a fast learner. I was a, a, a gunner, a jammer. When they brought in the receivers in to block the to to secure the block that's near the goal line, I have great experience in that. Where you come in and you like, hey, you point out exactly who you're blocking so that it's not complicated, and you know you're on the goal line, so you have to stay firm. But like, like Trent Shurfield's butt, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, but but man, those 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 few plays before that. I was questioning that. Why are we running another play oh, action very close, yeah. very close well, to the goal line? So let's discuss that because that the Dolphins were in a tough spot because yes. they get the stop, but they're at the one-yard yep. line, okay? Mm-hmm. So first down run right into the line. In fact, I think they lost a half yard. They were right up against the they goal line. They went from a yard away to inches away yeah. from the goal line. So mm-hmm. so Chase, uh, I think it was Edmonds, uh, gets gets taken down for a loss of a half yard. So you're Did they up do against a, it a quarterback sneak? QB sneak well? with Tua where he barely got out of the end zone. And I just... Just wonder you you played under Mike McDaniel. He was your wide receiver coach in yes. Washington. Yes. Uh, I almost I don't mind the call to to throw it in that spot because you're trying to generate some yardage or at least get yourself. And the Bills, you're you're trusting that the Bills are so decimated defensively, you can get away with this. And they didn't get away with it, and they left an uncomfortable amount of time on the clock. Um, but it almost felt like Mike McDaniel was a little bit scared after the first two runs generated nothing that he was trying to do something a little bit unconventional. That's the way. I, I'm not saying it's right. I, I'm saying that's what I think probably was going through his brain. I agree. I think he tried to trick them, and he ended up he throwing, not, yeah. it, throwing up an incomplete pass, and we're like, no, the clock needs to continue to run. We right. at least do that right. You know, At least keep the clock running. And then it was like the old, that series need to be re, um, reevaluated so that they don't go through that again because that was an important drive and they squeezed out of there (laughs) with just negative two points. They almost, (laughs) yeah. I almost wonder, in that spot, I guess, if you you do what you do on first and second down Mm -hmm. and you fail, I wonder if you just run it again on third down and if you get run into a wall again. the clock running. Yeah, and at least maybe just run it out of the back of the end zone uh, and a safety on, on fourth down. Uh, you know, obviously, same result, but instead, the Bills have like 25 seconds to get into field goal range as opposed to the minute 20 that they got. Yeah, no, that's a good call because we saw Troy do that to App State on college game day last week. I believe they were up by four yeah. or up by six. And they ran a little bit in the end zone and ran out of the side of the end zone. Yeah, and they were trying to bring the clock down. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good thought process. And I definitely think if you ask Mike McDaniel this now, he would tell you that, yeah, they probably should have done yeah. that. Yeah, because the Bills were not fooled no. by by the pass play in the end zone. And it, it made for a very, very – like Mike McDaniel, I think he's pushed all the right buttons to this point. But that Pierre definitely was a learning experience, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it just doesn't help when you're not getting any push at yeah. that point. It, well, that comes down to the big guys at the offensive line. Hey, yeah. Hey, this is this is what we need. This is gonna win the game for us because that gives the punter more room. That gives that's 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 the mindset in that in that situation where right. you're trying to keep the clock running and you're trying to get the punter enough room to punt. Yeah, we're not trying to score. We're just trying to keep the clock running, and both of those things did not happen. Uh, Jeanette tweets in. You'll hear her Wednesday when she uh, pays off her bet with the marketing <laughs> director Courtney after a Packers fan after the Packers beat the Bucks. Brady 
losing on a delay of game on a two-point conversion was embarrassing from yesterday. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, was, yeah, the, that was up there. The Bucks definitely looked a bit lost yesterday. And I suppose you can say, oh, well, they didn't have Mike Evans. But if Mike Evans is going to make that appreciable a difference, this whole uh, Brady can go out in a glorious way, I think that you're in some massive, massive trouble if your entire season's going to hinge on the availability of Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why we're having this conversation because <laughs> on the other side of the coin, you got Aaron Rodgers who's playing with a high school team as, as far when you look at a receiver core or a bunch of inexperienced guys. Like, I know, you know, Sammy Watkins wasn't even in the game as well, but you're Alan Lazard, four receptions, like 13 yards and a touchdown. Christian Watson, who's an FCS guy, like, I don't want to hear anything about Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or anything. Can, like, if, if we're getting to that place, then I think it's a red flag alone. If we're talking about Tom Brady not being able to win without receiving, we're we're in danger right there just having that conversation. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Mike Evans has been the backbone of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He just doesn't get the credit. And Tom Brady needs at least one solid receiver to beat Tom Brady. He's never done it by himself. Sure. He's, he's always had help. But, you know, losing Mike Evans is a big thing because that may be the only consistent receiver on their team. I think he had 1,000 yards for eight years so far. And, you know, that's a, a lot of production to lose in one game when the time, the game is on the on the on – the, on the line. Uh, Billy tweets in, uh, Ken Dorsey is the biggest embarrassment <laughs> from yesterday. So the Bills offensive coordinator and CBS had a camera in the booth, and they went to it a couple of times in the fourth quarter. We saw him. But after uh, Isaiah McKenzie did not get out of bounds and time ran out. In fact, let's listen to the play first. Uh, this, is, this is Kevin Harlan, CBS yesterday. Here is the final 15 seconds of the Dolphins-Bills game where Josh Allen's flushed out of the pocket, a shovel pass to Isaiah McKenzie, who instead of making a beeline for the sideline to attempt a 64-65 yard field goal with two seconds left, tries to turn it upfield and gets tracked down by Melvin Ingram before he can get himself to the sideline. Here is the call on CBS. CBS. gets away. Oh my goodness, how did he escape? It goes off to McKenzie. They'll drive and dance. The clock continues to tick. It picks up 11. The clock is at 5. The clock is at 3. Miami is one. Zero's on the clock. That's so good. Listen to Hard Rock. Never has a week three game <laughs> felt like mm -hmm. an AFC championship. A game. Absolutely. It was a playoff atmosphere there. I, and then uh, Melvin Ingram collapses on the field. Josh Allen hits the field in frustration. Guys can't get up. Isaiah like, McKenzie was, went down as well. Yeah, it was just uh, bodies laying everywhere. Like, that's emotional. That's dramatic stuff right there. But then Ken Dorsey, he picks <laughs> up all his notes. He's got his laptop, and he's banging it against the table, and he's punching the table, and he's throwing booklets and notebooks, and then someone from the, the Bills, a staff member, puts his hand in front of the camera realizing, uh-oh, I'm sure that CBS has that in the can already. We're going to try and save Ken Dorsey from himself. He reacted violently. He was angry, as you'd imagine. So, yeah, is it embarrassing because he's going to be a meme forever? Yes. <laughs> Do I understand the reaction? Do I think he should get panned for it? Absolutely not. I actually sort of respect it because I would have done the same damn thing. I agree, man. Um, Ken Dorsey is a great quarterback. We all get emotionally tied to football, and 
to lose a game like that ooh, with poor time management, those are things that you can't control. And we definitely respect his uh, emotions, and yeah. we feel the same way. And, and as players, we would have done worse, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Pierre, because all the reaction, right, a fan tweets in and says that it's embarrassing. But all I've seen on social media, specifically Twitter, is that everybody who's played the game before, everybody who's played in the league said, hey, I would want to play for this guy. And it just makes all the sense in the world, right, all the armchair quarterbacks, everybody at home coming after Ken Dorsey. Me, I loved it as well because situationally, like, that, you're not playing good situational football so I don't necessarily think that's embarrassing at all I would want to play for that guy as well I wouldn't want to see him in the locker room after the game if I'm Isaiah McKenzie yeah I was gonna say so who is Ken Dorsey other than it just being frustration if he's trying to channel his anger at someone individually it's got to be Isaiah McKenzie right it does why or was it the offensive line who had Josh Allen having to flee immediately and eat up clock well no I mean you're, you're, you're sending pressure in a situation like that and the Dolphins all they do is play man coverage so I mean you have trust in those guys but no it's Isaiah McKenzie right you got to know the situation that's so clear Mm-hmm. That's so simple, but get your ass out of bounds. I mean, it's quite simply yeah. that simple. As soon as you tried to turn it upfield, that was a done deal. A done deal. And then he got tracked down, Pierre, by a defensive lineman. <laughs> Melvin Ingram was playing, has been playing, has had a great career, has been playing well, and we're happy that he tracked him down. But Isaiah McKenzie definitely should have went out of bounds and know the situation on that yeah. one. Yeah, you would much rather take – you would have taken the Nathaniel Hackett, the 64-yard yeah. field yeah. goal with At one second left. Yeah, as opposed to things ticking down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most embarrassing moment from the NFL Sunday, 8 8 760-3776, We are at Miami Heat Media Day. Stone and I are holding it down in the end of John Levine uh, at Attorney Studios in West Palm Beach is Pierre Garcon. When we come back, we're expecting to be visited by Bam Adebayo. We'll also talk about Tua. Did he have a head injury? Did he have a back injury? Are the Dolphins dirty, dirty cheaters? And does it matter? Also, Canes fans, Holy hell. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Uh-oh. Problems in Patriots land. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Everything is developing into this being a special year for the Dolphins. I- I'm just, like, whether it's the sun, the sun becoming the 12th man for the Dolphins. Uh, Bills fans think that the Dolphins somehow have hired the sun to provide an unfair advantage. The same sun that has been around for billions and billions of years. It is a ball of gas. Uh, but it worked in conjunction, in cahoots with the Dolphins to beat the Bills yesterday. Um, the Bills... Uh, significant injuries in their secondary. Uh, now the Patriots have problems. And that's a professional tease, because that brings us to the Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network says Mac Jones has been diagnosed diagnosed with a high ankle sprain and that the Patriots are preparing Brian Hoyer under center the Patriots may have to go with Brian Hoyer under center in week four and the Patriots have uh, who do they have Uh, oh they're at the Packers no big deal I'm sure Brian Hoyer no problem Brian Hoyer versus Aaron Rodgers who you taking yeah I mean I think it's a (laughs) toss-up in that spot Uh, so uh, the high ankle sprain in Pierre a high ankle sprain like that's not something that just clears up overnight Uh, no, definitely, definitely something that is bad for 
a football player, but as a quarterback, it, I should see him out there sooner than you know as a receiver that has a high range. That's you know, a good point. Quarterbacks good, they can play through a lot of injuries. Not like Mac Jones is the most uh, the, the most elusive, uh, the the greatest legs of any NFL. I don't know. He had that three yard rushing touchdown, followed it up quickly with one of the most beautiful gritties right. I've ever seen by a white boy. <laughs> that was I, a nice gritty. <laughs> I don't want this to be taken the wrong way because I'd never wish injury upon anything, but I do believe in karma. I think what Mac Jones is experiencing right now with the high ankle sprain is karma for that, for the gritty. The, we, me, you heard me and Pierre just say that it was a good-looking gritty. It was a though. good one. Smooth. Okay. It, it doesn't smooth. mean that he should be doing that. How can you say there that? There are we're levels fins, to that. We're, we're, we're Finns guys, right? Uh-huh. We've seen Mike Gisecki just absolutely humiliate us last <laughs> week, and we're going to go ahead and say that about Mac Jones. No. Mac Jones, Mac Jones is not built for that. I'm sorry. I, he, maybe the maybe the Charleston Shuffle. Pierre, you should see but his not face right the now. Gritty. He's pissed. I've never been. I mean, Pierre, you've known me for a while. I've never been more serious about anything in my life than <laughs> Mac Jones should not be grittying, especially like he's Mac Jones. For the love of God, you're Mac Jones. Just toss the ball to the official and leave the grittying to the professional. I don't think okay? um, uh, Bill Belichick liked it either. <laughs> No, probably not. I mean, maybe I sound Belichickian. Maybe I sound Belichickian in this spot. But all I'm saying is that if I'm Mac Jones, uh, I might be looking. Why? Why is this happening to me? Why did I get this high ankle sprain? It's because you grittied, brother. Oh yeah, I grittied in week three. Uh huh. See, lessons learned. Sometimes you got to learn the hard way. Pierre, I, I want to ask you this. Yes. And, and I've heard it a lot, and I've myself have gone through a couple of high ankle sprains, and I, of course, would imagine you have. They're more painful sometimes than actually fracturing, right? Than a hairline like breaking fracture. Oh, yeah, they breaking that, a bone. Like worse. it's mm-hmm. worse, right? Mm-hmm. And the the recovery, the the movement as a receiver, it's it's extremely tough. But as a quarterback, they can tape it up really well. Put tape on it. Tape up the shoes. And he won't be as mobile, but he can still throw. Right. So, uh, again, Brian Hoyer, though, might be. <laughs> the Patriots, according to Pro Football Network, preparing for Brian Hoyer to be under center going to Lambeau next week. Uh, hey, when I was coming down here to FTX Arena for Heat Media Day, that's where we're at here on this Monday, I, uh, I, I was driving, and that's fine, but I was thinking to myself, when's the last time I've come to FTX Arena without taking Brightline? Because it's still the best way, and during the season for me, it's the only way to get to the Heat. Stations West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. That buzzer beater train is a total game changer. It is a godsend. The bright line. Uh, so for now, until the Heat season starts, we're only uh, like a month, a little over a month away. Mm-hmm. I'll be taking the bright line to that, but uh, you can still use bright line to go to the museums in Fort Lauderdale. Come down, spend the day in Miami. The premium seating, that's how this guy rolls, okay? I walk into a bright line station. I walk into the premium Lounge, grab myself a snack, and of course, uh, Mr. Levicka, what would you like? Oh, the Pinot Noir, of course. <laughs> and so uh, then I get on the train, I head south to the Heat game. Just doing this hypothetical here. I'm about two or three Pinots in by the time I get to uh, Miami Central Station, and uh, then I'm able to walk the two blocks to see the Heat, to see Max Strews get the job done. And uh, that's uh, Brightline's the way to go. That's the game plan. This Heat season, make it Brightline. Go Brightline.com, the free Brightline app. The easiest way to get through South Florida, the least stressful way to get through South Florida. The more people move down here, the more gridlock you're getting in your car every day. It's Brightline. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. When we return, we're expecting Bam Adebayo. We're at Heat Media Day. We got a lot to do. It's a combination of heat. It's a combination of dolphins. It's a combination of NFL and uh, 
unfortunately, the Hurricanes for all the wrong reasons. And we're hanging out with Pierre Garçon today, the former NFL receiving leader with Washington, Indianapolis, San Francisco, John I. Leonard legend. And so back in West Palm, it's Pierre. Stone's here with me. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.